Hey there, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Overflow Show. I'm your host, Caleb Willis Cox. <laughs> and I'm your hostess, Katya Denae Cox. Katya Willis Cox. Yep, we have the same middle name now, too. Since marriage. Um, in today's episode... <laughs> voice crack, check. <laughs> in today's episode, we are going to be talking about... <laughs> Fasting. Yeah. Sounds fun, right? Well, it is fun. And we're <laughs> going to be sharing our personal experience with fasting and how it has changed our relationship with God in so many ways and how it can be amazing for you at home. Also, we're going to be talking about some exciting news concerning Katya. And Lastly, we're going to share about why we don't talk very much about past struggles with people um, or with each other very much. So, without further ado, let's get to the show. You're listening to The Overflow Show, a podcast that follows our lives as a young married couple who love Jesus. We are Caleb and Katia Cox, and our goal is to inspire people like you to dream big, know God, and never settle for less. We hope you enjoy the show. We're going to jump right in talking about fasting. So, Caleb, what is fasting? Well, fasting is just a term used to describe not eating food for a specified amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and why do we fast? Why do we fast personally? Uh, to grow in Jesus and to put off the flesh. Yeah, I agree. I'd say that's one of the main things when it comes to fasting is putting off the flesh. It's like a self-control thing, living by the spirit and not by the flesh. Yeah. You agree? I agree. Um, <laughs> fasting is becoming more and more popular uh, in the public from like a health perspective, which is good. There are a lot of mm, practical benefits to fasting, which we'll talk about. But the reason we fast is for spiritual purposes, to grow closer to God. Um, mm mm-hmm. Not that fasting, just a disclaimer, not that fasting gives you any level of acceptance or any, like, better standing with God necessarily. It's literally just getting your flesh out of the way and getting such a basic necessity, basically saying no to it for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to be filled by Him. Yeah, to crush that inner voice that just cries out for, like, fulfilling any immediate desires that you have to like eat or whatever just very carnal and very just like not that it's bad to want to eat we'll also talk about how god loves food which is crazy because he doesn't need to eat food but basically fasting is just to put off that inner like flesh thing that just wants to be super comfortable all the time yeah it's true um do you want to share because Katya, actually, I was surprised um, as we grew closer to find out that she was already fasting when we had become close friends. That had already been something God had laid on her heart. And mm-hmm. yeah, so. Yeah, the very first time I fasted, I 
I was just like, okay, so I learned about fasting and I was like, this is a normal thing that people do for God to like put off their flesh. And so to start out, I read and highlighted every single verse in my Bible that talked about fasting just oh, wow. to like get a like grasp on like what the Bible really says about it. Yeah. And then I just like, I just went into it and I was like, obviously I'm going to be hungry. I've never gone without <laughs> food for a whole day in like my yeah. however many years of life that I've already lived. And I don't remember what happened the first time at all, but the most recent time that I fasted, well, the past couple of times I fasted actually have been very, they've been amazing times because I haven't been hungry for the most part during the time that I'm fasting, which is, I think that's only happened the times where I've been in having a quiet time in the bedroom and just been talking with Jesus and he lays fasting on my heart to, so he basically is the times that he asks me to fast are the times that I feel least hungry while fasting because he specifically laid that on my heart. And, uh, like, during the times, well, most recently, we fasted, like, a day and a half, like, two days, kind of, and... uh, That was our first fast together since we've been married. Yeah, it was good. It was. It was good, but every time, you know, working at Walmart, working around tons of food, working around fast food restaurants and everything, so it's like... Every time I'd get a whiff of, like, something that smells yummy or, like, just, like, thinking about, oh, yeah, like, grab a donut or... Oh, my gosh. I don't know. (laughs) I love donuts. Yeah. (laughs) But I just, like, thank you, Jesus, that I'm filled with you. And thank you, Jesus, that I'm filled with love because you're love and that I hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yeah. And... Yeah, like, not just saying those things over myself as, like, a ritual because I'm trying not to feel hungry, but, like, saying those things and praying those things aloud because I really, truly believe them. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's just been, it's just so productive, and you feel so, like, good at the end of it. It's Mm -hmm. because it's, like, the fact that you're not having food is a constant reminder of God, basically, yeah, if and you choose to think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because you're setting that time aside, away from food. You can't focus on that at all. So you're just constantly focusing on Him throughout the whole day. Encourages me to pray more, to be more encouraging. It's just... Well, I'd say that you do think about food all the time when you're fasting. But mm-hmm. you, so personally, like you use that as like, I'm going to... Yeah. Make a decision to put my focus on Jesus every time I feel hungry or think about food. Right. Yeah. It's like a moment of choice that you have every single time mm-hmm. to just reach out and be grateful and joyful for what God's done or to feel lacking. <laughs> so have you had any, like, could you talk about at all if you've had any experience where you didn't quite understand fasting when you were fasting or yeah. maybe times where you were didn't do a whole fast and like what, how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like you didn't finish strong. <laughs> yeah, there has been those days when I choose to fast 
just like on my own, like God doesn't specifically ask me to, which is never a bad thing because if you're fasting for him with a good motive, then it's going to be so productive in your life. But a lot of those times have, I've gone throughout the day, like I'll specifically read my Bible, like during mealtimes. And this was back when I was in high school, actually, Mm. or like during school, like I would specifically like read scripture during like meal times when I was with people and around people. Yeah. And a lot of the times at the end of the day, I would have peace with eating <laughs> by the end of mm-hmm. the day, just yeah. because it was like, I don't know, I didn't feel <laughs> called to like, God wasn't asking me to go into fasting. I was just putting off the flesh for a certain period of time, digging into scripture and yeah. just thanking God the whole time that he was going to reveal himself to me because I know that people grow while fasting and that God will reveal himself to you when you're specifically like putting off the flesh in like such a big way that has to involve food Mm -hmm. because food's involved in every part of your life. Yeah. So yeah. The most basic necessity other than water. It's like Mm -hmm. food is, we don't think about it because we have it so often in America, but like if we didn't have it like we did, like we would, everyone builds their, basically life around getting food you know Mm -hmm. like even in it's not a bad thing necessarily it's just like you work to get food (laughs) that's like how it's always been basically and now it's more complex than that because of america because of the opportunity (laughs) merca yeah but um but it's the same concept it's like if you broke it down basically it's like wow we're working at a job so that we have food every (laughs) every week every day Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah just as far as breaking your fast goes it's never a thing to be condemned about unless you're doing it for work's sake and god doesn't call us to do anything to be saved by grace yeah it's never a thing to be condemned about period right oh yeah i didn't never be condemned of course not i didn't mean that at all because yeah jesus just yeah jesus just wants you to grow in him and for you to be like grateful i guess and in him even when things don't go the way that you plan them in the beginning you know mm-hmm. so yeah. it's never a thing to be condemned about or be like oh i'm shooting for three days and if i don't get there i'm gonna be bummed out then i'm gonna be yeah then i'm gonna, oh god something <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's always just a positive thing and a thing to grow in and a thing to just learn more about him and and yeah what's been your experience with fasting killed oh katya i'm glad you asked (laughs) um i remember the first like one of the very first times i started fasting or decided to like go on a fast I, it was after I had given my life, no, it was before I had fully given my life to Jesus, but it was my freshman year, uh, I think the winter break of my freshman year, and I was seeking God a lot, and, but I was just still kind of living in fear, and I hadn't given my whole life to Jesus, and I was just really hungry, though, and so it was good, it was by faith, I was with my family, um, in Indiana, if you guys are listening, I know at least one of you have downloaded this podcast from Michigan, and, well, actually, a few of you guys, so if you're my Indiana, Michiana family, I love you guys, but um, we were up there, and I was 
reading my Bible in the bedroom, and you can actually see a post. I posted something on Instagram that night, and it's just a picture of fireworks, and it was something about, like, like let God have my whole life or something like that. It was just good. That's and cool. I, uh, so I was like, I'm going to fast because I'm just, I need to grow in you, Jesus, and, like, I, I don't want to be fearful and stuff. And, and so I was in the kitchen I remember and I was just like my family was like we're going to a cookout or a barbecue at your cousin's house and so we go and they have all these like sausages and and cheesecake and all this amazing stuff and I was just like uh mom um because I told my parents I was fasting I was like could you could we make a plate for me like for when I for when I'm off the fast so I could eat some of this tomorrow because I was just like this food is looks so good and I never fasted like a whole day before anything like I don't think I ever thought about fasting before that and I remember being so hungry I couldn't go to sleep and I looked at the clock and it was midnight and I was like well I was like I mean it's past (laughs) it's been a day like it's the next day I can just go eat now and so I ran down and I just gorged on the whole plate and I was just like, oh, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember feeling very condemned specifically or anything. I was just like, that was so hard. And I was just like, uh, I don't feel like that was actually a full day. Mm-hmm. But after that, um, and after giving my life to Jesus, I saw the necessity of just dedicating that time and putting off the flesh. And so I would do a lot in my own like, um, out of my own heart's desire, just in faith. Uh, And I found myself actually like shooting for um, the, that whole day or shooting for the, the next, the second day, like get through the second day or it's not even worth it. Why did I fast half of this second day and I can't even make it to the third. And I was just like, all the time God would be like, I want you to break your fast. Like it's not about time. It's not a, a, I'm not focused on time at all. I just want like your heart and I want you to do it in faith because mm-hmm. we can easily just make it some goal and then we're getting like milestones and then like, what is that for? Is that just to build our pride and like what we did in fasting? And then it's just some weird thing. It's what the Pharisees did. It's what Jesus rebuked the Pharisees for. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus said sure. that don't be like one of these Pharisees and when you fast clean yourself and like look presentable don't like mangle yourself or whatever and put dirt on your face so that people ask what you're doing or like what's wrong and you can tell them you're fasting so they see you as some sort of spiritual icon or whatever (laughs) um but basically it's just about faith and and if you boil it down to like why do we fast it's it's a response of our hearts in faith to just put off our own desires and say yes to Jesus and let him take up our whole our whole focus. And when Satan tempted Jesus to break his fast and turn the stone into bread, Jesus said, man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so all the time, like Katya said, when I'm fasting, I just make sure that what I'm doing, I'm doing it by faith and that Mm-hmm. Anytime I have temptation to eat or whatever, it's not a sin if I ate, but it would be a sin if I was just, mm, I don't want to say sin, but it just wouldn't be the right thing if 
if I were to just respond outside of faith and just satisfy my desire just to satisfy it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times when I feel like, oh man, I want to eat, God will literally just be like, hey, just break the fast. Don't be, don't be religious. Like, I just want you to grow Mm -hmm. in me. And so that happened a lot. Yeah, Um, I've had moments like that too, where I'm just like, mainly like if I'm with people or even with my family and God, and I'm just like, I don't want to eat you know like mm-hmm. that looks good then i just have peace about eating and it's not yeah. a condemning thing especially it's a... when it's like really relational when i'm like oh i have an opportunity to like eat with my family and i don't get that very often and i just feel a lot of peace about it and it's just good but just everything we do we do by faith so mm-hmm. when i'm breaking a fast um earlier than i expected or anything like that I am just like, do it in faith. Just thank you, Jesus, that this was an opportunity to grow in you. And and fasting or not fasting, you can grow in Jesus the same. Um, Definitely. But fasting is just, it'll. I think it'll change your life as far as not having the same desires you used to, um, like breaking habits and stuff like that. It's It wakes you up to like, I don't need to be super comfortable and in my own like... Mm-hmm whatever like comfort level all the time I can get outside of it because um yeah yeah it's just an opportunity to go further in Jesus and say no to all the stuff that we're used to saying yes to growing up and it's a big pattern break it's like whoa like your whole body's like what are we doing what's happening right now and you're like it's super intentional because everything is saying like what's going on you know Mm -hmm. and it's so funny how your head will just play games like it's really funny honestly like me and Katya when we fasted we were like we actually had whole conversations about food like because (laughs) we were both hungry and it's fine like (laughs) it's not wrong or anything but it was just funny like we're just like talking about what we're gonna buy when we're off the fast like groceries (laughs) we shopped on yeah we did actually we (laughs) had a lot of stuff yeah but it was really amazing it was good to grow in that it was fun yeah it was really fun so if you guys get anything out of this it's just on the fasting portion it would be to do everything you do by faith um let it be a time for you to grow in jesus and Every time you feel hunger, pain, or anything, just be like, Jesus, thank you that you're my bread, and, like, you're my water. Like, you're my life sustenance. Jesus, Mm -hmm. like, we sing about him being the breath in our lungs. Like, that's crazier than him just being the food in our bellies. Like, it's amazing, though, like, how long you will, like, not feel hungry sometimes. If you just focus on being in faith and... And don't make it about time. Like, honestly, it might just be good if you fast. And then... Now, there's times where you'll feel really hungry. And you just have peace about pushing through. Like, you you don't want to mix up, like, having peace and, like, breaking a fast with, oh, I'm hungry, I'm going to break the fast and it's all good. Like, you want to... It's going to be uncomfortable in a way. But God's grace will carry you through that. And, Definitely. And you'll you'll be able to tell, really. You'll be able to discern whether it's just like, oh, I'm breaking the fast because I'm just hungry. And that's fine. Like, that happens with, like, starting out especially. Mm-hmm. Broke the fast so much more often than I do now. Yeah. And, and I don't fast super often. But there's times when God has really called me on a fast. Um, yeah, now I feel like it's just 
from like the beginning to now now i just feel like it's so much more about faith mm-hmm. just being like jesus you fill me and like i'm not hungry and just like yeah uh, just worshiping and being grateful it's like so much more about faith i think god loves it when we do stuff like that like for like think about from god's perspective he's just like in us but he's just like with us and we're just like god i just i just want you and i want you to be my fulfillment and so i'm not even going to eat and uh and god's just like wow that's amazing like mm-hmm. that you would set that time and focus aside and just be like focused on me say yes to me and i think that's so cool but i want to actually talk about a specific time that i fasted um longer really than I've ever fasted before and Mm -hmm. this isn't to brag or anything and it couldn't be because so many people have fasted longer yeah I mean like if it were about numbers it's nothing compared to most people um but it was really the grace of God because I've never I think the longest I've ever fasted apart from this was maybe two and a half days and I was shooting for three days and God told me to break the fast and I ate chili and I in faith, like, pretended that the chili elements were, like, the communion elements, and Mm -hmm. I was just like, Jesus, thank you for your body and your blood, because, like, the soup (laughs) and the meat or whatever, but it was amazing, I was just sitting on my bed, just eating chili with God, because he told me to break my fast, basically, Mm -hmm. Um, or I decided to, I don't remember exactly, and it was good, but um, this one specific time I fasted, I really... I thought about fasting um, before the trip. I took a trip to Florida to um, Southeastern University. If anyone here listening is from Southeastern University, represent. (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. I love that college, honestly, and I love what God's doing there. But I had thought that I would maybe fast because I had a $50 budget for food, and it was nine (laughs) days. And I, I knew I'd mooch off of mooch yeah yeah I knew I'd mooch off some of the college students there and stuff but um so I started the fast I think on the second day I got there um and anyways I was just really like partially I was out of my comfort zone I didn't know anybody there the guy I was staying with Carson uh one of my friends he invited me basically and blessed me by paying for my plane ticket to go down there because I didn't really have money at the time and and he just blessed me with that and he was like you can stay in our dorm and stuff and it was so it was really cool it was like I just walked into their college past all the security and stuff (laughs) so the guy I was staying with Carson I had had like three weeks of interaction total with him because of SST or two weeks and then we just kept up through Instagram, which he's really good at, and uh, keeping up with people and keeping relationships tight, and it's really cool, but I just knew that I needed to grow in Jesus, and I also was like, my heart was crying out for the campus, just like as soon as I got there, I saw obviously kids at any good, amazing Christian college, like kids who just like you could tell they really didn't like know Jesus intimately in the way that I had experienced him. And, and my heart was just like hungering for these college students to know Jesus and to, to grow in him. And so I was just like compelled into this fast by the Holy spirit. And, and this is to encourage you guys like to know what's possible. 
Um, and so I fasted and the fast ended up lasting seven days. And I just remember I was working out every morning pretty much. And I was just like really active, really excited, um, hungry, sometimes really hungry for like 10 seconds every now and then. And then it was just like, I was busy. I was just drinking a lot of water, just in love with Jesus and praying for people. And something amazing happened, like fasting that long. It was almost like a part of me was missing the part of me that cares about anything small and petty and like cold didn't bother me like it would have normally like like weather temperature like discomfort exhaustion it just all was not the same it was like I had a different perspective and praying for people was so much easier because I was like I'm I just felt like the power of God yeah I, I felt so alive that I was like God, you're you're literally empowering me. Like I'm not running off food. I'm running off of you, Jesus. You're my bread That's and amazing. like and just praying and and I the fear of man was like it was crazy. I was like I don't fear people. Like I would just walk up to any student and just like be like, "Hey, is it cool if I pray for you?" And they're like on a Christian campus, so pretty much every single person <laughs> said yes. And saw some amazing stuff too. Um I remember one time specifically, we were walking in Disney Springs, and uh, shout out to Christian and oh Eli gosh. and all of you guys, y'all are amazing, but we were just walking in uh, Disney Springs, and I saw this dude in a wheelchair, and so I'm just like, Jesus, you're so real, and I have no food, and so I'm going to go pray for this dude, <laughs> and uh, I didn't expect that to rhyme, but I walked over to him. And he had, like, two beers in his hand, and he's in a wheelchair. And I, I was like, hey, bro, like, how'd you get in that wheelchair? And I, he was like, oh, I messed up my ankle. And it wasn't like, it didn't look like a crazy injury, but he, like, needed a wheelchair for it, I guess. And I I said, I knelt down, and I was like, you know what? Or I said, guess what? He was like, what? I was like, I believe that Jesus can heal you. And he was like, man, you're effing with me. And I was like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I was like, my name's Caleb. <laughs> and I shook his hand and I was like, and I really believe that Jesus can heal you. He was like, I just feel like you're effing with me, man. Like he just kept saying that. And, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm for real. And no, I'm for real. <laughs> I'm Caleb. And so he was like, all right. And he like handed his beers to his wife. And, and I, I knelt down and I prayed for him. And I said, does it hurt when you move it? He's like, yeah, it hurts when I move it. And I was like, can you try? And he moved it. And I was like, he was like, it still hurts. <laughs> and I was like, can I pray again? He's like, sure. Like, he just seemed so interested that I was, like, being like that and was genuinely believing something. And so he was like, sure, you can pray again. And uh, and so I prayed again. And as I was praying, I felt a click. Like, I felt it with my hands, uh, with my hand. And I just took my hand off. And I was like check it like I was like I knew in my heart I was like something happened and he moved it and he like froze he was like he was like you're messing with me bro he was like <laughs> he was just in disbelief and I was like does it hurt he was like no it feels weird like it's tingly or something like that and, <laughs> and I was like can you walk he was like no I can't walk and I was like can you try like can you stand up and he stood up slowly 
out of the wheelchair and he was just like i just feel like you're effing with me man like he's standing there (laughs) and then i was like dude walk and he was like he just walked and he was like he was like man that's crazy like he was like I just think you're messing with me. Like, what is this? And, and he thought I was messing with him, even though he was walking. And I was like, dude, that's Jesus. And I was just so like, in my heart, I was like leaping for joy. But I was keeping my cool because I was like, these things shouldn't. In in my heart, I knew that these things shouldn't be so wild. And I was like, I remember saying at the beginning of that trip, or um, I th- yeah, to Carson, I was like. Like, I know I'm going to see people get out of wheelchairs and I know I'm going to see the dead raised because it's what Jesus saw and it's Mm -hmm. what he expects us to walk in, which is crazy. And most people don't talk about that. But I was like, I was so happy in my heart, but I was like, this is what we were created for. So I was like, I looked so calm on the surface and I was like, that's Jesus, man. Like Mm -hmm. he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. And I was like, and God's not just like, seeing all the wrong you do and just being like he's not like out to get you or anything like god doesn't care about what you've done in the past as much as he cares that like he wants you to know his love because it'll change everything in your life and he was like he's like i want to go to the bathroom and he just like walked away to the bathroom like left his wheelchair and his wife and and we ended up leaving because he was just like in the bathroom and but it was really amazing yeah and i uh, at the end of that, I actually ran up to some people who were just super pierced up and like all black and wearing chains and stuff. And and I knelt down in front of them and I was like, hey, I just want you guys to know that y'all are amazing. They were like, oh, thank you. And I was like, and I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And they started cussing me out and like yelling at me like they were like, I'm serious. Like, go away. Why are you here? And stuff like that. And I was like, it's true. And then I just ran trying to catch back up with the group. But I was just so separate from, which is what we're created for, which is like, and you can be like that outside of a fast. It wasn't some divine thing just because I was fasting. Mm-hmm. It was a taste of what it looks like to say no to the flesh. But we can do that even when we're not fasting. Yeah. So yeah, that. Do you want to talk about, like, I guess with that fast, since it was so long, like, what's it look like to break a fast? Because I know some people are wondering oh, about yeah. the more technical um, side of things. Most people, if they heard I went on a seven-day fast, they probably would have said, like, you need to, like, drink, like, water and then cut it with juice uh, or just, like, drink some juice or, like, first broth. or broth or whatever. And I ate a big juicy burger and french fries oh, to yeah. break that fast. <laughs> I was like, is this, like so long that I need to like slowly come off of it and technically it probably was but I was like I'm just gonna eat a burger with Andre and Katya yeah and um in faith right yeah it was in faith I was just like obviously I'm not gonna have any issues because I just like all everything I just did was by Mm -hmm. faith I'm breaking it in faith and I'm not gonna have issues if I like didn't do this quite right because it's not just technical Otherwise, I don't know. I feel like we can easily slip into works when we're so in our head that we need to do everything right. Right. It's not about doing everything right. And it is also like if I went on a 20, 30, 40 day fast, I would definitely break it slow and like have juice the first day, maybe the first couple days. And they say that when you're on a really long fast, technically like 30, 40 days, you should take um, maybe like I think half the time 
to get off of it as you did getting on it. I know I heard um, take the whole time, but I think when it's long, long, mm-hmm. like you want to take at least like half the time working your way back up to normal, which if it's 30 days, you take 15 days to get back to normal. That's yeah. plenty of time, I think. But anyways, just what you do, do in faith. And I really hope you're inspired. I know I'm inspired by remembering that fast and do you want to finish up by talking about why god loves food too (gasps) yes god (laughs) loves food so jesus didn't ask us to fast because he hates food and he thinks we're all (laughs) gluttons for eating it but they actually called jesus a glutton because of how much he ate and how (laughs) i mean is it it's not recorded really that he fasted for any long period of time other than the 40 days, is it? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. so, and I'm sure he did fast because he would go away and pray for however long, but nothing like the 40 days that we really know of in Scripture, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, if you guys think about how crazy it is, like, why would God even give us food, you know? Like, God never needed food. He still doesn't need food. Um, I mean... That's probably why he came down and put flesh on so that he could taste some of our good food, huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, he came to save us. <laughs> but God made, what is it, I think 12 major feasts or seven major feasts, one of the two um, throughout the year for the Israelites. And the feasts in Israel and in their culture are so, like, tied into the depth of their culture that it's like one of the most important things that they Mm -hmm. do and if you think about it I heard actually from one of my professors in LCU um, Dr. Kerry Wood he talked about how much God loves food and I'd never heard anyone talk about that like like the way he did before because they fast too and stuff like that and and he was saying like why would a God who doesn't need to eat care about food so much but if you think about it when you're sharing a meal, especially the same meal with someone, and you two eat the same thing, like both eat steak, within hours, that steak is literally in every single cell in your body. Mm-hmm. But it's the same food. Like if you're eating the same meal together, you guys are literally sharing something that is in every cell of your body a few hours later. So it's like, it's the literal fellowship. Yeah, it's the depth of like literal oneness with someone and with the food that you're eating mm-hmm. that it's like it's a deep level of relationship if you think about it that way and it's really cool to like know that it's that like it's scientific too and Yeah. But I mean, just because God they also used um in the Israelites they also used one major feast, I think the Passover feast to remember them coming out of Egypt. Um, each element in the feast, what? It wasn't the Passover feast because they did the blood on the doors and so it passed over and didn't. Oh, yeah. Death didn't come to the household. Oh, yeah, but that was in Egypt. It was to remember everything. But there's different elements I heard in the feast that represent different parts of the story of them so coming out of Egypt. Feasts were used for remembrance. Yeah, so like important god moments. Because they didn't it was super expensive to write stuff down like <laughs> I, I mean back then they couldn't just write stuff down like we can. So they literally used feasts and different things like that. There were all these different elements in the feast. I know that and they used each thing to remember 
different parts of the story. So they would go back through and remember escape, coming out of Egypt, like with the Passover feast. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard recently. Don't quote me on it, I guess, but it's one of <laughs> it's one of their feasts that re- caused them to remember everything, all the different things that them coming out of Egypt and stuff. And yeah. I thought that was amazing. It is amazing. Because it's so much more important. Like, we're so used to our ways of recording things and writing things down, and we wonder, like, why our memory might not be quite as keen as theirs was because they just, they had nothing else. And so we're just capable of more, I feel like. like <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways. I don't know, but it was, that's really cool to me. So mm-hmm. God loves food. He loves it when we fast in faith. And it can be a works thing. And plenty of people fast and are religious about it and don't grow at all. And don't be introspective and, like, wonder if you're being religious about it. If you're thinking, like, I want to fast and you're trying and you're just being in relationship with God, you're probably in the right heart posture. So, yeah. with a, like, with anything, um, unless you really believe that your heart motive might be wrong, no. No. You just let God. If you're thinking God. about it at all, then that's just a sign that your heart is pure. Yeah, if you're actually thinking, like, is my heart right or not? That's usually an indicator that you care enough that your heart is right. So don't get super introspective. Just be in faith and be like, I just pray this all the time. Like, God, if there's anything in my heart that's not in line with you or with truth, I need you to change it Mm because I'm not going to waste time and just question my own heart all the time. Yeah, Um, that's not productive. It's not productive. (laughs) Just be in relationship. Let the one who really knows change anything if he needs to. And he does all the time if you pray like that. Like, if you're open to him correcting you, he'll swoop down and change everything, like, in an instant. (laughs) He'll come out from within. He'll just, like, he'll convict you of things and he'll correct things like any loving father would. So, moving on, that portion lasted quite a while, but it was really good. It's important, and a lot of people have been asking me about it lately, honestly, so. Yeah, it was perfect timing, because people were asking Katya, and we did the fast, we felt like God wanted us to, Mm -hmm. and so we talked about it with you guys. And there you have it. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Fasting is amazing. (laughs) Um, Moving on, Katya. I put my two weeks in yesterday at walmart Uh uh-huh so i got offered well i applied for a position at cafe 1948 which is opening up in downtown tyler it's gonna be amazing they are it's gonna be coffee it's gonna be juices it's gonna be some food stuff Mm. which is really exciting and it's gonna be so yummy and i'm gonna be working there got the yummy yummy tentatively april (laughs) starting in april opening in april so, bye-bye, Walmart. Hello, coffee. Coffee, snack. My position snack. actually will be juicing, I think. Oh, yes. A juicer. So, if you guys are health nuts, you want some green juice, you want some fruit juice, <laughs> come and cocktail will make you a nice bowl of juice. Yep. That's really exciting. It is exciting. It's like moving on to a next step, kind of. Also, because I've been at Walmart for nine months. Yeah. What, why else is it exciting? Like, why else is this? Ooh, because the community that I'm going to get to be a part of, a lot of them are, well, the, the owner, yeah, he is a videographer and an amazing photographer, graphic design, editing, all this stuff that I've been going to school for, so I'm really pumped to, like, 
just kind of get to be around these kind of people, see mm. how they do things, maybe get to be a part of like some product photo shoots or something cool like that, just to learn more, get hands-on experience, yeah. get connected kind of. So that's mainly why it's super exciting because, yeah, I mean, I'm not in it for the money. <laughs> but don't take that wrong if if you guys are listening, Sam and Amber. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> She's in it for the money a little, just a little bit. Just a little bit or just I wouldn't be working at all. to live. <laughs> <laughs> Until our business is boom, skyrocket. And then you guys can call me. Call me Millionaire Caleb. <laughs> but don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> um, so that's really exciting. Any yeah. last words about that? Uh, nope. Okay. So moving on. Step three. We, um, want to share about like why we don't talk about past struggles. And that yeah. might be counterintuitive. That might not make sense to all of you. But. That's why we're going to explain it. Yeah. Basically, I've found definitely in my own life since being completely transformed, and I think that I shared this a lot with Katya and her sister, Jayla, and her family when I first came back and was saved, just how much I felt like I was free, how free I felt in Jesus, and how free I knew I was. Not as much just felt, because feelings are up and down, but... Mm -hmm. I was just like, man, I know I'm free from sin. Like, I know that I'm... Man, I know I'm free. (laughs) I was just saying, like, the times where I had focused on my struggles and focused on, like, like, God, I feel like I'm really struggling with, like, lust or whatever, um, anything like that, I felt like that issue would just get bigger and bigger. And if I talked about it with people, it would just feel like it felt like I was giving it this authority over me because mm-hmm. I because I spent time talking about it. I spent so much time thinking about it. And in my heart, it had a pure motive. Like my heart was pure enough to like want to be free from it. But the fact that I like couldn't stop talking about it and like bringing it up with people um, and thinking about it when I was alone, it almost was like I was giving it this lordship in my life that it had enough time to, whether I liked it or not, just be in my mind, yep. be in my, be influential on me because I feel like the fact that I would dwell on it so much mm-hmm. almost revealed some sort of fear or maybe even just, if it's not fear, just like a false belief in thinking that I can't be free from it. Yeah. So I feel like I have to deal with all my issues and that's not really why how we grow that's not how we got saved in the first place yeah jesus didn't period us for that (laughs) i mean like we talked about this already a lot in the podcast and we talk about it all the time the importance of doing stuff by faith because definitely everything we have guys like we can't say it enough everything we have is by grace through faith yes it's god giving us the ability to overcome because our hearts said yes to him in faith and believed that we could actually receive it and he just gives it to us freely so if we were given our salvation freely if i was given katya freely then why wouldn't God be so glad to just give us freedom from these certain issues Mm -hmm. or tendencies that we've had in the past. And yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is why we, unless it's in testimony form. Yeah. 
as in like this happens to people definitely but or this what is we used to struggle yeah with. this is how we overcame it this is yeah how we grew in our faith it's not so we never talk about our struggles to be relatable or to be like oh yeah i i get mm. what you're going through or as it's who we are right yeah we never talk about our struggles as it's as because it's who we are and we never talk about it because we want to keep people in the same place by relating to them yeah we always want to share about the well we don't always want to share about struggles but when we do share about the struggles we want to share about the transformation that jesus brings us out of those struggles yeah you know and if you're listening and you're like well yeah i'd love to talk about the transformation instead of just a struggle but i don't feel like i've been transformed but if you've given your life to Jesus, um, I gave an analogy to the junior hires a couple Wednesdays ago, and I said, I was like, hey guys, I have a question for you, and this was just from Holy Spirit, but, and it, it was something I heard in LCU from one of my leaders as well, but it came into my head, and I was like, hey guys, or it was kind of a twist on this guy's personal testimony, how he got free from lust and stuff like that. But I said, what if there's this guy and he struggled with lust like a lot, like every beautiful woman he saw pass by, he would just like glance at her and couldn't help it. I said, what if he died um, and he's in his grave and this beautiful woman walks by and she's like wearing something that's like kind of whatever. And <laughs> would he be, Would do you guys think he would glance at her? And they were like, what no and i was obviously he's dead i was like why not and they were like because he's dead what do you mean why not and i was like (laughs) but guys like what if he struggled his whole life and like what if he was taught that that was okay and he didn't know any better and he was just taught his whole life why wouldn't he just look and just glance like why not and they were like what do you mean he's in his grave he's dead and that's scientifically impossible is what one of the kids said (laughs) And I was like, exactly. But Romans 6, I was teaching them about Romans 6, and I said, Romans 6 says that you're dead. The old man is dead in his deeds. Behold, all things are new. Like, the old man was crucified with Christ, and so we're to be raised in the likeness of his Mm -hmm. resurrection. Like, that old man, according to Scripture, if you've given your life to Jesus, is dead. And so we always look through that perspective because... Our salvation was by faith through grace. And so we could say, but like, I still have the tendency if I was really dead, then why would I still have these tendencies? But I don't think that's the right question to ask. I think the right question to ask is since I'm dead, because I know that to be true, why do I still have these tendencies? And if you would solidify your heart in knowing that anything I produce outside of this new creation in Christ is from the old man that's dead, then, like, Father, thank you that I wouldn't produce any of this because it's not who I am anymore. And a lot of times we hold on to tendencies and issues and things from the old man because we believe it's still who we are today and we're confusing our identity and then the enemy comes in and we walk these things out. And when we're walking things out in the old man, we're separating ourselves from our new identity, stepping into a lie and acting in that lie. It's not acting in your new creation, who you are now. 
you're literally acting outside of who you are now in Jesus. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like, Jesus made me new. I believe that no matter what. And let's say I act out or like look at a girl and I'm just like, I feel like that lust thing or whatever come on. I'm just like, Jesus, I'll stop right there and just say, Jesus, thank you for making me new. I thank you that you've created me to see beauty in what you created me to see beauty in and Mm -hmm. that I don't think the way that I used to. And I thank you for the gift that Katya is, that she's my wife and that I can see purely. I thank you that I'm so righteous and clean in your sight and that I don't think that way anymore. Yeah. That's faith. That's faith. Believing that your identity is new and that those temptations are a voice outside of who you are it's the enemy outside trying to get you to believe it's still who you are so you act it out every day and pray that god would change you when he already has made you a new creation Amen, brother. bam it's just <laughs> like the wrong response is for me to have that lust thing come up and say oh God, like I thought I was free from that. And then I shipwreck, like I don't shipwreck, but I depart from faith and I just believe that I am what I thought and felt. And then I'm just like denying that I actually believe the old man is dead, which is scripturally a solid fact when you give your life to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I just say, Jesus, like I pray that you would just change me and I pray that you would change my heart and I pray that you would get this lust thing out of me. What I did right there was I did a 180 on my identity and said, this is still who I am. I pray that you would change who I am. When Jesus is saying, like, what are you talking about? Like, I died on the cross. Like, my blood is speaking better things. I have changed you. The fact that you would cry out like that shows that there's something clean inside because the fact that you think that that's so wrong and you used to not care shows that you're clean inside, that I've already changed you. So just respond in faith and say, Jesus, thank you for who I am. And it's not hypocritical to respond outside of, like to do something outside of where your heart's desire is and say, Jesus, thank you for making me brand new. That's not hypocritical. What's hypocritical is pretending to have a desire for God and internally saying, like knowing in your heart that I don't want this. I'm just playing. I'm just an actor. I'm just trying to fool people, which none of you guys are. Mm -hmm. Um, the fact that you're listening to this is just like reveals that your heart is you want truth and you want to know God more so yeah that's why we don't really talk about struggles the only time we do like Katya said talk about struggles is in light of how we aren't that way anymore in light of truth and how God has changed us Mm -hmm. and so it's always in perspective of what Jesus did through the finished work it's never this is who we are still today. This is what we struggle with. It's like... Yeah. Or like having that be a big topic of conversation. Yeah. Necessarily. Because like, it takes the focus off Jesus. Definitely. Definitely. So... You want to wrap it up with quotes of the week? Yeah. Let's wrap it up with the quote of the week. Yo, yo, yo. Caleb, you know your quote? Yes, I do. Go, go, go. Okay. <laughs> My quote is, you'll never have something that you never had if you don't do something that you've never done oh i heard denzel washington say that at in a speech that he said um but 
what do you think about that? I think it's pretty cool. I do too. Because it's really practical and it's like, it's oh. motivational. Like, let's say you want something. You're like, I've never had like $5,000 in the bank account. I've always just been skimming by. <laughs> but you've always done the same thing. And you're like, I want $5,000. And not that you're like, oh, I just need 5000 <laughs> I want five. <laughs> but it's just like a goal. And it's like better to have 5000 in the bank than not. Uh, most of the time <laughs> um but i would just say that if you're just like oh, i want 5000 and you don't change anything you don't do anything different then you're How probably gonna not going to have 5, that thing but if you're like what's something i've never done before that i could do now to maybe have this thing yeah. that i've never had before and then you start budgeting you're like oh i've never looked at how much i spend on fast food and decided to spend less <laughs> And then yeah. you spend 5000 less that month on fast food. Yeah. Or maybe you're <laughs> That's like... That's drastic, but... That is. It's funny. You spend a few hundred dollars less, and then that few hundred dollars, you put it in the bank, and you're like... Put it in the bank. Wow. Yeah. Or maybe you want to hear from God, or maybe you want to be close to God, and mm-hmm. you've never been before. Well, you got to change something you're doing to get there, you know? Yeah. Getting the word. <laughs> if you if doing what you've done isn't getting you where you want to be, then do something else. Yeah. Do something that you saw Jesus do and do it in faith and see what God does. Yeah. It's amazing. Just do what you do in faith. Yeah. What's your quote, Katya? My quote is, don't let the absence of an immediate breakthrough change your revelation of god's nature oh my god <laughs> and that quote was by bill johnson but <laughs> as always found that on pinterest quality quote finding <laughs> seriously that is amazing can it you read is. that one more time don't let the absence of an immediate breakthrough change your revelation of god's nature that is faith guys yeah that's faith. that's faith it's believing in what you don't see yeah because well, if you look at Hebrews 12? Yeah, 12. 11, 12. It says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. For by faith, the men of old gained approval by God. Mm-hmm. And that by faith, the foundations of the world were established so that the things that were created which are visible were created by things that are not seen the whole earth is visible but it was created by something that's invisible it's yeah. it's the substance of things unseen it's mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah it is awesome and immediate breakthrough like that that's great that's amazing and god does do that definitely Especially when it comes to being a new creation, it's immediate. It's yeah, the blood. It's it is. already a finished work. You are a new creation. I've just heard some people, though, who are like pursuing God and they want to hear from them, but they feel like they haven't heard from them. But they believe in God and they believe that that He is like that Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah. And maybe they like for thirty, let's say like thirty days, like trial run. They they get alone with God and they pray and they still feel like they haven't heard from him after these 30 days. So what, mm-hmm. they just give up Yeah. and don't believe like that God's real, that God's like going to transform them. But that's not nope. a lot. It. Of, so we don't, we're not microwave 
This is what Dan Muller says. Yeah, Dan Muller. <laughs> yeah, we're not micro. This is not microwave Christianity. It's not a trial around thirty day period. This I'm gonna try day it. Money back. I'm guarantee. gonna give, and then yeah, I'm gonna give up. It's like no, it's like in faith, you're pursuing this for an unlimited amount of time because you yeah. believe that God is who He says He is. Mm-hmm. And like, if you could read my quote after like meeting with God for 30 days in a row to get closer to him and be like to get something you've never had do something you've never done and so you're like oh I need to stop meeting with God and just listen to CDs or I don't know do something that's funny but you can do the same thing and be in faith and you'll get a completely different result than doing that exact same thing and thinking I hope this works because if it doesn't, like, I don't know if I'll keep doing it or whatever. And God's not threatened by that. Like, if you don't know him and you're like, God, I don't know that you're real. I need you to show me or Mm -hmm. I will walk off into the abyss of ever darkness. (laughs) God will swoop down and show you who he is because he's so good and merciful. God likes to swoop. Yeah. He's a Nike supporter. The swoop. Oh goodness. That's the swoosh. Never mind. God is not a <laughs> Nike supporter. You, sorry, folks. But, um, anyway. Country boy. You folks. think God? You think God told that, all those people to burn their Nike sneakers? Mm. No. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, God cares about us being in faith mm-hmm. when when we know who He is and just. Don't give up because you're not seeing immediate results. Just seek God and make it relational. You're not... The goal of our Christianity isn't to see a bunch of physical, emotional... Like, it's not to see all these things happen that we want happen. It's to know Him. It's to be in relationship with Him. And a result of that is that our whole life has changed. Physically, mentally, emotionally, everything is 100% different. So we went extra long today, yeah. and we love you guys, and thank you for listening to all of this. Yeah. It's kind of cool how our quotes went together. Yeah, it is, because we didn't conspire. We didn't yeah, know. we didn't conspire, but you want to repeat them again? Yeah, so my quote was, you'll never have some... <laughs> what? <laughs> to get something that you've never had, you have to do something that you've never done. Denzel Washington and Katya's quote is don't let the absence of an immediate breakthrough change your revelation of God's nature, which is Bill Johnson. Yeah, so you guys don't have to vote on this one. You can just decide...